Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello, welcome to the Autocar Podcast, my week in cars with Matt Pryor, that's me, and Steve Cropley is over there. Stephen, we have a letter from Rob Delicato. I haven't primed you about this, and I probably should have done, because oh, well. there is potential for, uh, I don't know, embarrassment, shame, whatever. Mm. So Rob recently bought and probably wrote off a car. Oh, dear. classic car that he had lusted after since he was a teenager oh, clearly had been loved for 33 years by others and then sold to me with the expectation that I would continue to cherish and maintain it I feel grateful no one was hurt and in cold terms the only loss is financial but I can't help feeling I've destroyed a fabulous thing that was entrusted to me to look after it I'm also slightly embarrassed that despite my experience I was unable to keep it on the road did either of you write a car off and how do you feel about it afterwards? That's the other thing. That's the thing. How do you feel about the damage? I think I'd be upset, but I... Oh, God. I'll love for you. First of all, sorry for the poor fellow. Yeah. What's a car? Uh, it doesn't, it's not specific, but I think it's a, I think it was a Jaguar. Right, I think okay. it's a Jaguar of some kind. Oh, dear. So. Well, I, I mean, sympathy. I've never, I've never done it. I've, I've never had any... Oh, God. Touch wood somewhere. I've never... <laughs> I've never done it, and I've never had anything stolen. Oh, so, okay. uh, but sorry, I had a motorcycle stolen briefly, but it, but I found it around the corner. Oh, that's cool. But um, is that one of those they take it, park it somewhere to see if it's got a tracker and? No, I think that was it. an old Triumph. It was an old Triumph oh, six okay. fifty years ago. They, 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 I think they just sort of uh, <laughs> that's where it got stopped. on and thought, oh, it's a bit crap in it. So, <laughs> <laughs> what the hell did he want that for? <laughs> But no, I I never have written one off. But I I think I think I would take it on the chin because I've just on the basis of other behaviour. Um, whenever whenever something leaves, I never look back. I just never. Oh, interesting. 
The only thing I've ever re-bought is this Honda that I just 750. I just bought called the XADV, which which is in the rag this over Christmas, and okay. there's a little bit about it. It's just a it's just a Honda, mm. seven large Honda scooter, mm. and I, and once I sold my previous one, I discovered I liked it. But but I do feel sorry for this bloke, and I bet what's his name? Rob. 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 But bad luck, Rob. Yeah, it's awful. I mean, it's just. But I I don't think guilt's appropriate because because he didn't do it deliberately. Accidents Mm. happen. I I really think people people sort of cudgel themselves for things they can't really prevent. So, you know, I sorry and all that. But as long as you're protected by the insurance, I just uh, never mind. I think that's fair. Yeah. Don't let it get to you, Rob. Yeah. That's the short bit. I've reassured him about his feeling bad because when I was 18, uh, so my brother had restored a mini thousand with my dad, with my dad. Uh, I mean, it wasn't worth a lot of money, but they'd spent, you know, a while doing it and it was my brother's first car. And then my mum ran it for a while. And then when I turned 18, 17, 18, passed my driving test, I started running around in it for about a fortnight until I ran it into a, pretty large oak tree oh, nearby and that was the end of that was the end of the mini and my two front teeth oh and i feel i felt awful about it yeah but the nice thing the nice thing is is that my brother now only mentions it maybe once every two to three months <laughs> how was he at the time pretty cheesed off he i mean he he had moved out by that point so that was that was easy i think oh, really? you know, everybody did that thing well as long as you're all right yeah <laughs> and then they go away and they go, <laughs> like if you put any damage on a press car. No, don't worry. As long as you're all right, as long as nobody's hurt, doesn't matter. Mumble, mumble, mumble. But um, yeah, I felt awful. So I think that was of some comfort to Rob. That, Anything yeah. since then, though? Uh, I've written off no. No, I mean, I I've, I've did damage a Lotus Exige once when I was less experienced and a bit stupider. Um, but no, nothing, nothing. No, again, touch with nothing. Serious. Yeah, well, we've got a, yeah, we're, we're both gripping the, this wooden yeah, table. Yeah, exactly. Aren't we? A couple of curved alloys, but, you know, we can live with just oh, about God, with yeah. that. Oh, God, What but, a horrible yeah. feeling that is. Oh, that, that's that noise. I've done it on that Genesis I've got outside. The other day. <laughs> I can't believe I did it. But anyway. So outside today is mm. the the F-Type. But this is the last trip I'm going to make in it because it oh, gets stopped it? tomorrow. Ah. The, wheel, the wheels are pristine, and I'm and I'm kind of driving down the road like a, like a, a sort of complete... Thunderhead, you know, because I just want to. I'm so desperate to give this thing back with the, with the wheels okay. In, in exactly something's going to happen condition. in the next fifty miles. Oh, mate, there'll be a pothole if nothing else. <laughs> um, let's talk your column a bit. You saw the Caterham Project V five. Yeah, V. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I was just struck by the 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 closeness of to, of the dimensions and also the duty, I guess. Mm. Of the thing to the to the A one ten and and uh, you know and that I was just thinking that's a car I could move on to especially since it looks so amazing. I mean, you went to see um, that, I, didn't you? I didn't see the car because I I couldn't fit it into this to the schedule. But I did go to see Bob Lashley and um, Anthony Gianarelli, who designed designed it as well, which is really a good looking, impressive guy, good looking thing. Yeah, really, yeah, really good. It was did it was he there? When no, I did. All I saw was a was a taped interview with him, but he, but he, I thought he was terrific. Yeah. The, I just love the the professionalism of it, mm. you know, because we've seen a few other administrations at Caterham have a go at things, haven't we? And yeah. and they've never 
this this could have been done by a a big OEM, except it's been done faster and with less, you know, hoo ha. Yeah. So, so just explain what it what explain what it is in detail for those who don't who don't know it so well. Well, it's an A one ten sized car with a with a um, composite body and a and a um, and a battery pack. Mm that allows you to sit with your bum on the floor. So they split the battery split twice, isn't it? There's a, there's a little bit under your calves, so it elevates your feet a little bit. Oh, uh, yes. Okay. And then be, and then there's another load of battery behind you, and they're two-wheel drive, fairly simple. Hmm. But the thing I admire is that they've kept the weight down, and, they, and they've kept the dimensions pretty sensible. Yeah. So I think it is it, – it, it looks really – viable to me I, li- mm. I like the look and I think the shape of it's a joy it just yeah. very few cars you see that that really light your fuse these days yeah. I mean everything's competent but not that many get my emotions going anyway mm. and I, I really found that appealing mm. I, I I do see it as a as a as a possibility oh for you to own yeah a couple oh, of years away though wasn't it yeah I think so yeah yeah yeah, there's still quite a lot of dev work to do, you would think. But yeah. I, yes, I agree with you about the design, and that's not easy to do in a car that has a two plus two. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's that's a two plus thing, one seating arrangement, isn't it? But it's, so it's yeah. got a small rear seat. Now I got all juiced plus. up about the, um, the two plus one because mm. we built, back in the TWR days, we were offered the opportunity to act as customer to TWR's design department mm. and we proposed a two plus one car that was called the three PV three person vehicle <laughs> which is not very we just couldn't think of a sensible name but it was it, it didn't look like that but it was a it was a sort of two plus one car mm. and I believe passionately in that in that format because I think it allows a car to be small because mm. middle persons you know Feet can go up the middle, and and um, and I think a couple plus someone else, a kid mm. or two kids and a, and a parent is is just a likely format. Yeah, it worked for me when I ran a Toyota GT86 for a while of and did the school that. the school run quite a lot in it with two teenagers. Yeah, and you have one in the back and the passengers. How big is the back? Oh, I mean, you can fit four people in a GT86 if you want to. And actually, it's, it, I think it's a, re- a surprisingly practical car because you can sling the rear seats backs down yeah. as well to give you a full load through from the boot. So I think it's... That would be a possibility I, for you, wouldn't it? I'd love car? Yeah, I may well yet at some point have one, I think. But anyway, um, yeah, the idea that you can... It just adds an extra dimension that you don't get with a two-seater, do you? you know, yeah. It just, it just becomes a viable... Probably second family car, but still, you know, a useful family. I find even with the F type, big car, big mm. wide car, powerful mm. and all that, can do anything. But <clears throat> there, the the fact that it's a two seater just prov- provides too many reasons for leaving it at home. Mm. And you know, we do. I've done a lot of miles in it, God knows, but they've all been long haul. And uh, you know, for short haul around our place, it's it, you know. It's, you know, the missus said, we'll say we're, we're going in the duster, are we? And we are. You know? There you are. Yeah. Yeah. And I suppose because it's an EV, it looks like a mid-engined car, but it's not strictly a mid-engined 
car per yeah, se, right. is it? You know? No. And also, you don't have to have a transmission tunnel through from the gear gearbox through to the gear lever or anything else. So there's some I really good visuals, aren't there? The, 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 and they show that there's a kind of bum space. Mm. You know, and and your your feet are elevated a bit, not just like a Formula One car. It's not exaggerated in that, but this is the we're talking with Caterham, aren't we? Yeah. It it um it just it just I think it's clever. Mm. And and but not unnecessarily complicated. I'm I'm really looking forward to the day. Yeah. Me too. Yeah, me too. I think it's um the idea of VT Holdings, isn't it? Who are the a parent company, yeah. Japanese big dealer network and importer and That's stuff it. in Japan. Yeah, they were. They started off as that was how they were profiled. The the, the Japanese Caterham importer, weren't they? Mm. With 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 other fish to fry, of course. Yeah. But no, I'm impressed. I think uh, I didn't give them enough um, credibility when you know they started saying this is the idea of the of the Japanese importer mm. who now owns a the company or a lump of the company. <clears throat> I thought, oh dear, this is another one. But it, then I saw the car and Anthony Gianarelli, as you yeah. say, impressive. Yeah, yeah. Good luck to him. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't show how good you've got to be now. You know, um, remember, we, we it's not so long since, that we, you know, the, the sort of low volume thing was full of have-a-go heroes. But now you've got people who... Just, just are in the yes, the upper Quite echelons of engineering. Really, yeah, are. yeah, totally, yeah, interesting. Yeah, uh, I didn't realise the Ford Heritage Centre has moved. Yeah, it was. I know about this because of the my connection with the British Motor Museum. We have got a deal with Ford Heritage Centre to have a rolling ten cars that we borrow from Ford mm. because BMM has a Vauxhall collection and it's appropriate therefore to have a decent representation at Ford's mm. you know cat and dog I see them as yeah but um yeah the Ford Heritage Center contains 100 vehicles it's Ford you, you probably don't know this either because I didn't there's a there's a mammoth um, um spare parts center up there biggest in Europe or was mm. it, I believe the building is the something like the largest single story building in in Europe, so anyway, really. and that's in Daventry, near Daventry. Yeah, 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 out, outskirts. And it, yeah. I mean, if you want a fan belt, mate, that's a place to go. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, the, there were some redundant offices, and in this sort of U shape around a round a big building, very nicely, you know, good facilities in good order and all that. And because it's it's office space, it's been cleared of all the carpet tiles and so on, and and new floor put in. Mm. So they park these vehicles, organise them very nicely, so there's commercials one end and then there's concept cars and then there's all the stuff we know about, Model Ts and Ford Pilots and all that. Then the more uh, prosaic stuff and then a whole bunch of really good concept, um, sorry, competition cars, mm. um, you know, race escorts, rally escorts and things. Mm. And, and um, it's a joy to go around. And there's an excellent bloke called Len Keane who's, been connected with quite a long time and he's got one assistant guy called Chris Smith mm -hmm. I don't know how they get done what they've got done because it's the the, the amount of organization is fantastic mm. and and Len Keane's got other fleet stuff to do in the company too oh so, really so he must he must work night and day yeah anyway it's great but to go there you've got to make an arrangement with Len Keane so you find him online and 
he's very willing and he, he takes you around personally, mm. but they're not going to have a situation where you just wander through. Right. So if, if you belong to the MG Owners Club and you can get 100 people together, they'll, you know, you go up there. Mm. You've got, all the cars are open, so you can sit in them. Oh, wow. It's good. Yeah. And, and when you see a clump of Fords, you know, a few, well, more than 100 years of Fords, it is mm. a great sight. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and this, so this is the, these are the cars that used to live in Dagenham. Dagenham yeah. In a sort of big blue steel shed That's slash it. workshop. But there under, was, under there some was, covers and. <clears throat> it was carefully placed next to a gravel crusher. So everything was covered in about an inch of dust. Oh, yeah. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Terrible. Yeah, big plastic sheets over everything just to but be But now it's all sure. pristine. Oh, it's, it's a, and it's a happy home for the cars. Mm. And they've done, I think they must have some storage elsewhere. So the cars are, they don't repeat themselves. Mm. And uh, I went up there to borrow a Capri, which is, you know, there'll be a story in the, one of the Christmas issues about running a 1977 Capri for a week. Excellent. In a ULES compliant manner. Yeah, that's that it. right? it's forty. Yeah. It's got to be 40 years old and this car's 46 years yeah. old. It was a lot better than I expected. Too still still a bit of a stretch, I think. But, yeah. but some people would find it fine. But I, mm. I'm a bit addicted to lovely steering and all that. And the steering, I'm afraid, unassisted. Yeah. Ooh, steering yeah, okay. with a with a, with a, with a Steering wheel rim similar in diameter to a shoelace. Mm. You know, it's just it's not it's not like real steering. No. So maybe if you've got if you live and work in town and you do most of your travel yeah. on the scooter or the tube, and then you just get a car out for the B and Q run at the weekend. Yeah. Off to well, see grandma, I, I could see that happening. Absolutely. And and everybody loves the car. You know, the, mm. the thing is. There's two bunches of people. There are the people who know Capris very well, and everybody says to you, "Oh, watch the tail, you know, tail happy and roundabouts, mate." Yeah, didn't find that actually. Mm. But um, but there are kids who don't know the car, and they just look at it and see you think it's a cool car. Oh, interesting. They just they just respond to the shape. Who you know the Philip, mm. the the designer did well, mm. really well. Yeah, Capri as a name coming. Back, we think. Yeah, there's talk, isn't there, of of um, but it's not not a coupe. It's no. going to be some sort of crossover. Will it be a compact electric cruiser? I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> of what, the kind that you hardly get it? any of these days. <laughs> yeah, they're hard to find, aren't they? <laughs> um, what was I going to say about Capris? Uh, Did you ever own one? No, no, I've never driven one. I don't think I've ever sat in one. But I was, I was a kid of the mid seventies, so there were a lot around in my in my youth in the sort of 80s and stuff so i remember them fondly 2.8i was a good yeah. thing yeah i got pretty juiced about the v6s there were <clears throat> three liter v6 pretty crude 60s mm. but ah, oh, meaty engine nice old essex three liter v6 that's cool um you were looking at the top of the sales charts recently Oh, yeah, yeah I just amused by the fact yeah. that there were these two totally disparate cars, though. Mm. Data Sandero and the Tesla Model Y were within 200 cars of one another at the end of October for supremacy in the European market. Mm. And it seemed that the market's, the market's an amazing thing at the moment. It doesn't know what it wants, really. Yeah. But um, although the, the, the talk is that the Model Y will now will now kick on okay and become Europe's top seller but they were the one was 
184, 800, and the other one was 185 grand. So, you know, the thousand vehicles on it. Yeah. So it just seemed amazing to me that with a couple of months to run, we, they were within 200, 200 units of one another. Yeah. Presumably, the Dacia does more to private buyers. So Very people much so. spending their own cash. Yeah. That is so. now the most popular way to spend your own money. Yeah. Dacia have been, I believe, building the most uh, uh, popular private purchase car for a long time. Mm. They um, And why not, really? Mm. You know, you just... You just I keep looking at my. I mean, I'm going to. I already cut this bit. No, but, no, 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 not at all. <laughs> but honestly, I look at the size. I look at the spec. I look at what I paid for it, and I look at the, every time I, you know, press the button and look at the fuel consumption, and it says fifty-eight point seven. Yeah. You know, I just think, oh god. And if it snows, I'll I'll go click click with a little dial, and it'll it'll pull up four-wheel drive, and we'll yeah, plod on. Yeah, okay. and it's damn hard to to think of anything else that I could own that would give me that kind of practical satisfaction. Mm. There'll be others, I suppose. There's a lot to be said for that, isn't there? That yeah. all, you know, that all round. Yeah. As you say, it's just a car you, you will just get in it. Yeah. Over so many other things just because it's so, so easy to use. I'm so wedded to cars like that. Yeah. I really am. Yeah. I totally get that. Totally get that. Steve and I are going to take a very short break um, oh no! What I was going to say? Yes, we, we have two Christmas issues this year, don't we? Which is yep. why, and um, one of the the Capri is in one. The Capri feature is in the second of the two Christmas doubles. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, you can keep on top of all of those and what's coming and when uh, over at autocart.co.uk, or you can subscribe at themagazineshop.com. Also, makes a great present if you leave this podcast open somewhere for your partner to hear it and <laughs> think to themselves, what a good idea. What a good what idea. A good present that would be. So, yeah, we'll take a quick break. Steve and I will be back in just a moment. What car would you buy if you could buy any car? What car would you buy if you knew you could save thousands? What car would you buy if you could compare the latest offers from approved dealers? What car would you buy if you could do all of this in one place in just a few simple clicks? And where would you go to buy that car? What car? Car buying made easy. Visit whatcar.com to buy your next new car. Hello, welcome back to uh, My Week in Cars. You can write to us, autocar uh, at haymarket.com. That's right, isn't it? Autocar at haymarket.com? Yeah. Yeah, brain freeze there for a moment. Um Oh, do you remember last week we had a letter from Will, who is one of our lads, who yeah. has got a Z4. So Duncan, an electrician I know, uh, writes to say, tell that Will chap with the Z4 he needs to buy two salmon relays from BMW and it will be all good. Now, wow. Duncan is a, ge- is a genius. He diagnosed my faulty electrics in this house after I'd had an electrician round and couldn't, who couldn't find it. And Duncan said, mate, it will be somewhere in your kitchen. Just search every single... Every single cupboard, every single nook, every single cranny, there'll be something in there. Kitchen fitter would have done something. It's very unusual it'd be water damage. I know you get rats, but it'll be very unusual it's rats. There'll be something in your kitchen somewhere. Just look everywhere. And what was it? It was uh, it was one of the ovens. Ha! It was the it was the baffling top microwave oven type thing which we never use. And I was just going around, going through all the cupboards, found sockets and switches I didn't know existed behind packets of rice and stuff like that. <laughs> and then um, I noticed that there was a little, the light wasn't on on the uh, 
top oven and yeah. it was on on the on the others the clock was working and i thought that's on a different hang on that's on a different circuit no idea no idea pulled it out and there was a basically it was plugged into an extension cable wow. 15 years ago yeah. which has got cobwebs all over it and shorted the whole thing out unplugged it Jobs, oh, jobs done, did. fixed. Saved me <laughs> hundreds of pounds. So I am going to take. So Will, you should yes, do try taking uh, Duncan's advice and let us know how that goes. Um, two relays, twenty quid each. I mean, if that works, Are they fit, can he fit him himself? I think so. Yeah, I think you just find the place and they look like normal, like a uh, hazard warning relays or something. Oh I'm, well, I'm making the hand gestures yeah. to demonstrate to you, which I realise is no use to anybody <laughs> on the pod. But anyway, yeah, you know, like a little three, four pronged square thing uh, that you okay. just plug out plug in oh well I mean I, if it is that yeah because Will was told four grand oh my word so we'll see god we'll he's see. Um, think of the think of the number of times this friend of yours must have must have fixed people's problems and yeah save them money nothing for, and you know nothing for nothing yeah for no reward at that wouldn't case. you I'd love to understand electrics I wouldn't you yeah I'd, and I as time goes on a bit I'm trying to a bit more and I'm getting better at it because I, I think fa- you did I quite well my... to spot the problem with the with the other yeah maybe but I because I did fail my electronics and control systems module <laughs> in my second year at university because <laughs> it was beyond me but as time goes on I'm starting to think oh, maybe it is a bit easier to understand you know you get you just get a multimeter reading go well there's something here yeah and then you try it somewhere else and go there's nothing here yeah they're easier than carburetors let's put it that way yeah so yeah. anyway, um, another Duncan, Duncan Ward writes, and this is, um, actually, we've touched a bit on this earlier. Duncan is uh, British, but lives in California, runs a Tesla Model S played, um, a California compliance Fiat 500. Presumably that's a Fiat 500E, is it? I would think, but maybe it's not. Anyway, and a Rivian R1T. Um oh, wow. In addition to a number of previous EVs, including a 2011 Nissan Leaf. The running costs of all have been incredibly low, says Duncan. That's something he thinks that people don't talk about enough when it comes to running one. None of them have ever needed anything other than tyres and bulbs, although the Tesla's appetite for tyres is quite alarming. Uh, No servicing, no breakdowns, no gearbox rebuilds. Um, not even any brake pads. Compare that to how much I've spent on repairs and servicing to various Porsches, TVRs, Lotuses, and AMGs, um, and as well because he's got solar panels on the house. Mm. Um, anyway, time for us, I think, to appreciate how lucky we are to be at the beginning of a mobility revolution. I agree with him. I think I agree with him. I mean, he still loves internally combustible yeah. cars. It should be said. Yeah, the, has to be. the the rider always has to be the same, doesn't it? You, you know, just because you 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 welcome the future doesn't mean to say that you 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 know you sort of hate the past. I yeah. think that there's no face off to me. But yeah. no, I think he's right. And yeah. and the speed, the sheer speed of uh, of development is absolutely breathtaking. There's so many things that you know I can remember driving from. A year or eighteen months ago, and you sort of think, "Oh, well, that's a bit behind the times now." Yeah, you know. Look, I mean, it's, it's possibly not what you should say, but I mean, the Jaguar I pace is 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 an old car now. Mm. You know, it's a. It, I don't mean it's a bad car, but <clears throat> but the proposition, you know, the the um, the idea of an expensive car with um, with you know bit too much grunt probably and a bit too much complication and uh, too mm. high a price and you know if that if that car had been 55 or 62 or something like that 
could imagine it being more relevant now. Yeah. It's funny, because we did the, whenever, was it 2015, 17? Oh, my goodness. When we did the story. Yeah, when it came out. But anyway, at the time, I remember somebody saying, what, you know, what, do you, what do you reckon? Somebody from Jaguar saying, what do you think? I said, I think it's probably the best electric car in the world. Yeah. But, but now it's not by a distance. Still dynamically good. Though, still, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's still enjoyable. Rise well, steers well. But, but if, you was, if you were to sit down and say, right, make a list of the 10 best EVs, the world's yeah. 10 best EVs, would it be on it? Not sure. Maybe. Don't think so. Maybe. Might Maybe. just sneak in. They, I, I still see, like though, it. You know, I still like it. You see second-hand ones in the 30s, though. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 And so that's getting low. Yeah. Uh, Duncan does say, range anxiety on a road trip, or more likely, will the charger work anxiety, is a problem on anything other than the Tesla, yeah. in his experience in California. Yeah. Uh, but manufacturers are getting to grips with it. Um, He's really put his money where his mouth is. He certainly has. Yeah, he certainly has. Whether solar panels on your house will keep EVs cheap is a different matter because at some point you're going to have to start paying tax on that. Yeah. Because the government will lose road tax and want it back. Uh, Maybe not in the States. And I think that's fair, actually, because if you've got a big house with solar panels, you should not have cheaper energy to drive than somebody who lives in a flat and does not have solar panels. No. You know, no, you no. should pay the same amount of tax on the electricity. I agree. You use. But he, I suppose his, his, his general point, which is aren't we lucky at the moment, is, mm. a, is a good one. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I think so. And, and the day will come when people will be writing, you know, whole examinations of this era, won't they? You know, then this happened, then that happened. Look how, look, look how amazingly quickly things developed. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, like the way we... We, there's a bit of Concord stuff around at the moment and people are saying, could you realise that the distance between, you know, the DC3 oh, and Concord right. is, is about half an hour, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Isn't it something like the diff- uh, Concord was... Oh, because it went out of service 20, 20 years ago. Yeah. Like 20 years yeah. ago last week, something yes, like that. Yes, that's it. Yeah. But yeah, isn't there something ridiculous like 13 years between the Lancaster bomber and Concord or something yeah, that's, ridiculous that's like that? crazy business. Yeah. yeah. And the, I'd, I'd like to, I'd like to have supersonic airline travel. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Yeah, of course. I'd like that. I think that would be certainly certainly suit you. Just having arrived from, as the reader, well, from, as a, sorry, the listener does not know, you've just arrived from, from New York, New York having suffered bum paralysis for the, whatever it was. <laughs> you know, it's still not that bad. It's less than six hours, isn't it? But I was on a I was on a trip the other day with a a journalist we know very well who said he was thinking this might be his last long-haul flight for carbon-related reasons. Really? And then he caveated and said, you know, until the next one, I yeah. imagine. But he's trying to fly less, which is which are, which is commendable. But the technology exists already today to fly in a, in a, in a, in a net zero or, a, or, you know, in a it's just that we we choose not to employ it at the moment. Yeah. But if you want to, you could run stuff on hydrogen. You could make that hydrogen greenly if we chose to. It's yeah. not beyond the wit of us. That's, yeah. it. That's what the lads from Bloodhound are trying to prove, yeah. isn't it? That they uh, that you know they can set a record running on zero emissions or or, or you know e fuels and, and hydrogen peroxide. Yeah. You, know, you know, it's coming. It's coming. I yeah. think I think we. 
I always feel a bit frustrated that, that we all sit around cudgeling ourselves and not uh, not doing something when when there's really quite a lot of you know strong moves towards the towards the goal we all want. Yeah, you still got to live your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just yeah, I think we should find a bit of politics there. Better ways to do things rather than not to do things. Yeah. But I think some of the you should not do things is that sort of slightly politics of yeah. envy that I don't I don't like no, that at no, all. No, I mean, yeah. You know, if yeah. Anyway. Uh but, but, but Mercedes, oh yeah, you went to Milton Keynes the other day. A town near me which I like very much. Was it a city down? I suppose it there must was, be a city. Really, Does a city mean it's got a cathedral or something? Well it doesn't have to anymore. There, and there were moves to make some towns cities and I can't remember whether it was certainly on a short list, but I don't know whether it happened. pretty big place anyway. But I digress. Anyway, I I have a bit of a soft spot for Milton Keynes, but you were there to drive some Mercedes Benzes. Yeah, Mercedes HQ is there, Tom Weld, and they they did something which I wish more manufacturers would do, which is just got out all of their interesting cars. Mm-hmm. I was there for the EQE SUV, which is a mighty, huge, you know, extremely elaborate, hundred and ten grand potato shaped car. <laughs> <laughs> Makes with a potato it, look attractive. With a, well, uh, was, uh, no, it looked okay. It, it, it's it, just it's just a bloody big, you know, capsule thing. Yeah, it is a city. If I yeah, I've, I've, I've just, it's a nice car. Yeah, but um, they had everything, and yeah. you know, we were able to drive various cars. I really enjoyed it, and it, when it was, it it was just something I wish um, manufacturers would do more often because. We enjoyed it. What is an EQE? Is that E-class sized? Yes, yeah, so E-class size, but there's an car. but there's an SUV version. There's a, there's a sort of taller version of it, I believe. Right. And uh, I mean, it's a good thing. It was <clears throat> anyway. I was rattling on, wasn't I, about the? I always loved that. Um, I bought a Mercedes Benz when I was a boy. Mm-hmm. I my cars went first series, first new car, Cortina sixteen hundred E which I sold rapidly, having driven it across a nullarbor plane in Australia and damaged it, you know, or sort of caused it to creaky body and not very good suspension. Sold it and bought a Fintail Mercedes-Benz. And I I did that because I had a teacher at school a few years earlier who had had a Mercedes. And I just believe the Mercedes Mercedes ethos, which is, you know, the beautiful way the doors shut and all that stuff. And the, the quality was different. Mm. from everything else in those days and they had their slogan was engineered like no other car mm-hmm. I always believed it I've gone through my life believing it I still believe it really and they ditched it they mm. ditched a, a, the world's best slogan in favour of do you remember for a while they were using that quote from Carl Bentz I think which said um, the best or nothing and I oh, could yeah. I could imagine people saying well nothing mate you know yeah, maybe it's nothing yeah yeah <laughs> I, I just, I've tried those steering wheel haptic response buttons. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe they're maybe they're nothing. Yeah, but yeah, um, yeah. So, oh, I, I just get I get really frustrated when they ditch yeah. strap lines that have won people over for decades and decades and decades, there and are then some, introduce something uh, that means nout. Yeah, it just. I went around the Tokyo show one time mm. collecting them because the Japanese went through a big period of liking them. Yeah, <clears throat> and there was. Um, there were things like inspire the next and all that kind yeah. of stuff, and uh, I had about twenty of them. Mm. And so, yeah, I, um, I I regret the 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 departure of engineered like no other car. And every time I can we get anywhere near anybody in authority at Mercedes Benz, I always 
turn myself into a blowhard. You tell him you should do it. Yeah. So I wrote a column about some of these some time ago. Was oh, that where was that? Not... Did you go on a motorsport collection junk job? Oh no! It's about it was about um, it was about phrase it was about stupid phrases catchphrases trap lines that went oh. and there was one I think called intelligent motion and I maybe it was Mitsubishi but I can't quite remember but I wrote in my column a, a bunch of them a big group of them again that right these are these are what they are um, and I made one up and put it in the middle. And nobody ever wrote it when you made that one up. <laughs> you could probably, that probably means it's retailable, mate. You yeah, could probably I could go and sell it, it to you somebody know, for done, mate, 50 some, grand. Yeah, exactly. Some agency would have wanted that. Yeah. No uh, where will we go with that? A bit, anyway, what's the EQE like? I liked it. I thought it was a big car, mm. but very, you know, the same, that same amazing, creamy, low speed ride like the BMW i7's got. Yes. There's sort of some of that. Oh, that's good. It's a bit taller, so you sit up in the air, and therefore the that business of being displaced sideways, a bit more roll, roll rock just because of you, you, you're further up it from the road. But, but the actual rolling comfort, terrific. That is quite good on some of the latest EVs, isn't it? That ride isolation is yeah. really good. Yeah. Really. Uh, that i7, I can't remember the, a car that rides that. No, no, I keep, well, we we keep on saying to people, even, you know, the sort of Bentleys of this world, have, yeah. you, have you driven a night seven? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. My dude does weigh 2.8 tons, so that's probably, that yeah. goes some way Got to, a bit to do come way to assisting Mass body, damping, body's lack of, yeah. Uh, in cars which have an increasing number of outward looking safety features, uh, keeping assist, radars, cameras, so on and so forth. Who takes responsibility when it goes wrong? When it which? When it goes wrong. Because you were driving a car the other day that told yeah. you you could do 100 miles an hour because it saw it on the back yeah, of a French, a French, <laughs> a French uh, school trip tr uh, coach, 100 on the back. Yeah. The thing flashes up. And if you then go and do 100 miles an hour, that's still your problem, isn't it? Basically. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. 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 I don't think... I suppose there's, there'll be some legal get out, you know, ignorance of the law is no blah, 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 yeah. you know. Yeah. There's no protection. I think that's the story. There has to come a point with adaptive driver assistance systems and points where, and there was a story about this the other day, which I will, I might do a column in future about actually, in the near future. Um, I think a manufacturer in the small print had written, yeah, you can do this, you can do that, you can drive with hands off and blah, blah, blah. But by the way, it's still your call. Yeah. And I don't ever see a situation. It's interesting. It's hard to see a situation where that changes. And well, they say, yeah, don't worry. We accept full responsibility for anything that goes wrong. Yeah. Because well, this I've heard this said. Because, what, you know, Mate Rimats was over here. I mean, mm. the world's smartest guy. Yeah was over here setting up a tech center. And we started talking about this stuff, the, you know, the because he's he's well into um, autonomous driving. He's mm. got a whole other wing that he hasn't really come to notice, but they're working away on it. And he said, I was saying, yes, but what about the two problems? You know, the insurance and the, and the, and the you know, the who's responsible for accidents. Mm. He said, that's easy. We are. He said, we just 
we we need to make our gizmos so foolproof and idiot proof that they can't you know they just that they will not go they wrong. will not go wrong and he that's he was so order. positive that's, about that's it that's a tall order though, isn't it well Don't you think you'd think i i said that's a tall order yeah. and, he, and he said nope it's uh, that's the way it's he and he i think the other thing is that he further believes that because even if there is a amazing freak accident <clears throat> occasionally the number of accidents normal accidents that are prevented amount to a you know the one cataclysmic accident amounts to a smaller yeah, investment yeah, yeah. or something or other repair cost or whatever I yeah. mean but it to mm. me it's, well, a, here's the th- here's, it's a brain stretcher here's the thing right how many isn't it something like a million and a half road related deaths across the globe every year yeah. so there's a, anyway there's a lot and most of those will be human error related yeah. at some point at some point along the thing how many is acceptable yeah. for those to be automated deaths? Oh, God. And for it to be still all right? Yeah. There is a chance. You would be 1,500% safer yeah. driving every day with a computer controlling what you do. Yeah. But would you still go, no, it's all right. I think I'll do it myself, thanks. Yeah. Well, and, I think as a, and I think there's a very big difference between people accepting accidents with human error and machines that may still yeah. go very badly wrong and i and even though they are safer by a huge magnitude yeah whether that's still okay or not i, I sort of see a split okay. speed split i could imagine entrusting myself to a to a automated driving if i was going from you know somewhere pretty congested in London to somewhere else pretty congested in London and the gizmo was figuring it all out and we didn't go over 25 miles or 20 miles an hour yeah just don't know whether I'd be the same if we were doing 80 miles an hour up the M4 don't know that's interesting isn't it? although 80 miles an hour up the M4 is probably the safer the safer place yeah. and that is the other thing is yeah that if you geo if those situations were geofenced because you're not going to get pedestrians, you're not going to get so many vulnerable road users. Everybody's going the same direction. Yeah, but that is actually just automating what are already the safest places. Yeah, to drive. So anyway. it's a bit of a waste. So of, it's a certain amount of wasted effort. Yeah, you're right. But you yeah. could see why a manufacturer might say, "Yeah, we could. We will on these stretches when you put it on there. Yeah, we will accept liability for that." Yeah, yeah. I, I, get, I get the problem, but it's yeah. More to come on this, I think, over, More to the, come, over the sure. ensuing years. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, we'll finish. Uh, and finally, cat up a tree. And finally, people spend 44 hours a year searching for car parking spaces. Well, this was a, a piece of, you know, one of those um, one of those pieces of, of PR research that falls in the door. <laughs> this, piece they of, do. this piece of PR research fell in the door. And yeah. It it just made me think of what the Mrs. the steering committee always always says, which is park two hundred yards away further and walk. Yeah, and, I'm and totally for that. It is amazing to me that that you know if you go to the supermarket, there are people mm. who are desperate to squeeze their Passat estate to the you know as close as possible to the front door, whereas yeah. over there, just 
within sight, there'll be a, a load of car parking spaces. Mm. I never understand it. Even yeah. I, lazy, world's laziest bloke, <laughs> As if. you know, would rather on, would rather buy an electric something or other than than, than walk. <laughs> but I still don't get it. <laughs> the uh, I will go end of row, tucked as far as I can over to the edge of that bay as possible. Yeah, and the, the it's far away as possible to try not to, to try get not to get somebody dinged into oh, the into too. the doormat for that sort of yeah. thing. But forty four hours searching for cup is that in a year? Yeah, in a year. So two days. That's a lot, isn't it? Two, two long days. That is a lot. On the subject of um, occasional PR things that drop through the door, <laughs> I've just opened the uh, Haymarket automotive, auto car, uh, automotive inbox. Yeah. Uh, unread messages right now, 45,288. Really? Yeah. And we do try to... In fact, we, have a, we do pretty well, actually. Chris, our, um, who edits the letters page in particular as our sort of chief sub, writes the archive thing. He opens, reads, replies to most of the, I think, as many of the actual people writing to us as he can. And very few fall through the net, I think. But yeah, we do get quite a lot of. Yeah, boy, that's a scale that I wasn't aware of. Yeah. I don't know how many, when you consider how many of them are, are read as well, but I mean, you slightly wonder how many of us saying, "Dear sir, you are an idiot." <laughs> <laughs> it's best not to ask. <laughs> no, it's best not to find out. Best not to read the comments. I Indeed. Um, well, that brings us to the end of episode sixty-four. I think of my week in car. Sixty-four. Sixty-four. Steve and I will be back this time next week. In the meantime, you can find Autocar over at autocar.co.uk. UK, there is a full review of the Hyundai Ionix 5N over on the YouTube. Oh, this is your your oh, piece. Mate, that's a good colour. That's yeah, good. Yeah. Really Looking forward. I, I really enjoyed that. Want to have a go? Really, really. Actually, my column was about it this week as well, so, which is which is in the mag as we speak. Uh, I think actually will be put online at some point in the future as well. Uh, where else are we? Where else are we? Autocar could it go? The magazine shop.com, of course, where. There were some Black Friday deals. I suspect they have come to an end, but it's still um, worth checking out pre-Christmas deals and also includes full access to the 128, soon to be 129-year uh, auto car archive. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, there you go. Anyway, till next week. Cheerio. Cheerio. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. 
If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.